Welcome to another production of Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Dr. Jan Bedell, aka The Brain Coach, is a specialist in neural development, an author, and curriculum designer. She has spent more than 20 years providing neural developmental brain training services and products through her company, Little Giant Steps. The neural developmental approach for life can change the outcomes for all who implement it. We invite you to follow us on Facebook at Brain Coach Live, also on Twitter at LGSED, or don't forget Pinterest Little Giant Step. You'll have access to our newest product information, and we are delighted to dialogue with all who have questions about releasing the full potential of any child, or those who need to share the dilemmas regarding homeschooling, or problems with struggling learners. Talking with other parents and learning by sharing is great help as well. So now, here's Dr. Jen for today's Brain Coach Tips. Wow, I can't hardly believe it's been another week. Welcome back to another Brain Coach Tip. I'm Jan Bedell, the Little Giant Steps Brain Coach. I want to thank you for coming. There seems to be an ever-increasing number of you visiting these podcasts, and I appreciate your confidence in me to spend your valuable time here at Brain Coach Tips. Unfortunately, more and more families seem to be in need of something to help their children function better. I believe there are many reasons for this phenomenon, but one big one is our cultural practices in raising our infants and young children. If you choose to study the neurodevelopmental approach for life, you can help to reverse this curse of learning struggles and disabilities that seems to be on our land in ever-increasing numbers. It's our goal to get the word out about the life-changing effects of the neurodevelopmental approach and equip families with information to release their children's full potential. Please help us with this goal by sharing the website address braincoachtips.com with someone you know. That is braincoachtips.com. It's been my pleasure over the last 25 years to watch the transformation occur in thousands of families as they incorporate neurodevelopment through the Little Giant Steps products and programs. Be sure to check out the many free articles and tremendous resources at our sponsor, LittleGiantSteps.com. Recommendations for all ages can be found on the Brain Boosting Products page. That icon is at the bottom of the home page at littlegiantsteps.com. Parents continue to report amazing results, which is wonderfully gratifying for us. My prayer is that you can see some great results through the information that I share here each week as well. There's a handout to support this podcast with a diagram of the far-reaching effects of ear infections and references that I will mention today. Just go to braincoachtips.com and look for podcast number 39, Far-Reaching Effects of Ear Infections. I'm going to be sharing with you the reasons why we encourage everyone to make it a real priority to keep those little ears in top condition. This is right up there on the priority list after making sure they're fed and loved and housed and clothed. That's how important it really is. First, I'm going to share with you these ramifications of having ear infections. 
Inner ear infections are basically from fluid building up in the ears. When there's fluid in the ears, there's distortion of the person. It's just like laying down in the bathtub and how you hear everything differently. This distortion can affect a lot of things as far as bringing in information auditorily. That congestion in the ears can often either cause congestion in the sinuses or be caused by the congestion in the sinuses. This causes mouth breathing. Mouth breathing is very inefficient. So if you have a child that's breathing through their mouth, especially if the child has a syndrome like down, you want to try to, anytime their nose is clear, you want to have them close their mouth so that they can start to breathe through their nose. Everyone really needs to breathe through their nose because this is the most efficient breathing. It gets the most oxygen to the lungs. When the lungs don't have enough oxygen, then as the blood is pumped through and receives the oxygen, there's not enough for the bloodstream, and this affects the brain. The brain uses about 30% of our oxygen, but it's only about 5% of our whole body weight. That oxygen also goes to the muscles, and so it can affect your muscle tone in a negative way. It could be poor muscle tone because of lack of oxygen. Now, as the child is mouth breathing and that air passes over the tongue, it often thickens and desensitizes the tongue. It's really hard for the person to move their tongue when it's thick and desensitized to make all of the sounds that they need to make to have good understandability when they speak or good articulation. With that mouth open, and breathing through the mouth, the muscles of the lips don't develop well. And this also can affect articulation. When the mouth is open and that air is passing through, it dries and inflames the gum tissue. Some dentists say that mouth breathers are much more likely to have cavities as well. When a person is breathing through their mouth, then it delays the development of the sinus cavities and it could cause them to have a lack of structure, you know, really flat nose and, and bridge of their sinuses. And this could affect the phonation and resonation of the voice. They could sound very nasally if this is not developed well. Now, another thing that ear infections do is that fluid in the middle ear, it puts pressure on the inner ear. That's your vestibular. And your vestibular has to do with your balance. So in other words, it could just throw your balance off for riding bicycles or walking. It could cause the child to walk late. Different things like that. And as if that was not enough, it also affects your ocular muscles because your ocular muscles are right there next to all of this apparatus in, in your head. And it could cause convergence problems where the eyes are not working together. And it's all caused by this fluid on the ears. One way you can avoid all these negative things is to have the child's ears checked regularly. And I'm not talking with just a visual check where the doctor looks in through the otoscope, but actually does what's called a tympanogram. That's T-Y-M, 
P-A-N-O-G-R-A-M, tympanogram. So if your doctor does not do a tympanogram, I would find a new pediatrician because it's the best way to check for fluid. What it does is puts a little puff of air into the ear canal. It's very painless. And it looks for the movement of the tympanic membrane. If there's fluid behind that membrane, it's not going to move much. So it's a really accurate check for that. So if you have a child that's prone to ear infections, make sure that you have a doctor that does regular tympanograms. And I mean like every month. This is really important for those children that have syndromes and have little bitty ear canals. So that's the first step. Another thing that you can do is look at Dr. Marianne Block, who has really good information on the website at blockcenter.com. She has ways that you can massage the eustachian tubes so that it helps to drain that fluid. And so that's one thing. And I think she even has home tympanogram machines as well that you can purchase. So keeping those ears clear of fluid is very, very important. So we're very non-invasive in our approach, but in this instance, we say you've got to be aggressive at, at this and really take care of this fluid up to the point of having tubes put in if necessary. Another thing you want to do is make sure the ears are clear of wax as well. So that can cause almost the same problems, this distortion of what the information is that's coming in auditorily. So making sure the ears are clear is real important. I've actually seen children that are two or three years delayed in their physical development due to ear infections. In fact, you can just subtract a day of development for every day a child is underwater with an ear infection or fluid on their ears. That's how important it is. I want you to stay with me all the way through the end of this podcast as Little Giant Steps has a special offer of a very unique nature to announce today. I just want to mention a few other things that are very connected here, and that is if there's congestion and not even the ear infections, that still causes the person to have to mouth breathe, which again we talked about is very inefficient breathing. If they have upper respiratory issues, then they have the lack of oxygen to the brain and to the muscles. And one thing we haven't talked about yet is if that middle ear, inner ear fluid is there, then it's a distortion like we talked about that causes what we call tonal processing issues. Tonal processing is where the ear hears the tone, but the brain is not interpreting it correctly because it's had all this distortion. Interference like this can actually cause some learning challenges or learning issues. If you've listened to some of our other podcasts, you may have heard me talk about processing, which is your short-term memory. You do have auditory and visual short-term memory, but your auditory is so important to your development. It just affects so many different areas. If you want to learn more about that particular issue, more than what we're going to talk about today, I encourage you to listen to podcast number four, 
which is devoted to the best-kept secret in education, auditory processing. So how does the topic ear infections have to do with auditory processing? Well, if you're not picking up auditory information, it stunts your auditory sequential processing because you're probably more of a visual learner or a tactile learner because good information is not coming in through your auditory system. Then you don't develop those um, sequential processing where you can hold information together so that you can follow directions and stay on task and all of those type of important skills. I don't know if you've ever wondered this, but you may have seen some children and they just seem very mature for their age or they just seem to have accelerated abilities. Oftentimes we see this direct correlation to their processing. If they have high processing, they tend to act more mature and be able to speak in longer sentences and that kind of thing because they can hold pieces of information together so they appear more mature. Some of those cultural practices that I was talking about earlier that have really brought this curse of learning challenges onto our society are from something that we let our children do all the time, and that is we've become a very visual society versus an auditory society where we used to talk together and listen to radio broadcasts and read for hours because that's all there was to do. Now we've become a very visual society, so we're watching movies and TV and we're looking at computers and computer games and hand games that are on the computer and all these visual things that's keeping us away from developing that auditory processing. Now, auditory processing is, like I said, holding pieces of information together. And just to give you an example, a one-year-old should be able to do one piece. So if you have taught the child to blow a kiss or wave bye-bye, and you just say it auditorily without a visual cue of how to do it, and they do it, then that's a processing of one. Now, we want to get them past this really quickly because, like in the nursery, the one that they can process is mom, and they don't care what is around them. They're going to cry and scream until mom comes because that's what they're processing. So you want to get them past that really quickly. A two-year-old should be able to do two pieces. If you said to them, touch your nose, hair, you do it with a break in between because that's where they're holding on to those pieces. So you say thousand to yourself in between each piece of input that you're giving them and see if they can do it. So if you say touch nose, hair, then they should take their hand and touch their nose and then touch their hair in that order. Then they can do two pieces. Now two pieces is basically the terrible twos. I want, don't want. That's all they can process and that's all they can do. You want to get them past that very quickly as well because we want tremendous twos. A three-year-old should be able to do three pieces. You say to the three-year-old, Repeat after mommy. Car, boat, train. Did you hear the thousand in between each one? That's the way you give it to them. And then they say car, boat, train. And you say, that's it. Good job. Now, an interesting thing about processing at three. A lot happens here. A lot more can happen language-wise because they can hold pieces together and then their sentences get longer. 
The other thing that happens that's very positive is that they can hold three pieces and they potty train easier because I feel something, have to go somewhere, now I have to do it. So three pieces is key. And if you can get a two-year-old to process at three, they'll probably potty train faster. A four-year-old should be able to do four pieces, a five-year-old five pieces. And to use phonics well, you need it to be a strong five working on six, or six is even better. So you may be asking, how do I work on this? How do I make it better? I'm glad you asked because Little Giant Steps has just come out with a mini neurodevelopmental program addressing auditory short-term memory. We have an, an introductory offer of $14.99. That's 25% off of the regular price. What do you get with this? You get an auditory booklet, Best Kept Secret in Education, the downloadable version. You get auditory test kits for tiny tots, three and under, and for older kids with video instructions so that you'll know exactly how to give the test. Then we've got two different activities that you do every day, twice a day, for two minutes. So you're making a four-minute investment in your child's future by bringing their auditory processing up. This also includes video explanations and demonstrations. All of this is totally downloadable, so it can be sent via the Internet to any of our listeners on the five continents that are listening so far. And if you're concerned that your child had lots of ear infections early on and it may have affected the skill, don't worry, you can bring that function up just by working on it. So first, I want you to educate yourself. There's that booklet. It can be sold separately, too. It's downloadable for $5 on the Little Giant Steps store. Then you assess the child's level of where they are. We've got those free test kits on our website that you can get outside of the mini program. It just doesn't have the videos with it. But those instructions are there. And you have to know that auditory processing is just the tip of the iceberg of the whole neurodevelopmental approach. But it is one way that you can really help your child function better. I want to encourage you to educate yourself on the free articles about the neurodevelopmental approach. And then the other podcasts that I've done can help you understand the approach as well. And don't forget that new mini program with specific instructions and handouts with the Best Kept Secret in Education auditory processing booklet that comes with it. If you'd like to take advantage of this offer, just use this coupon code. You're going to type in UHSR. That's the initials for Ultimate Homeschool Radio. And then you put in 25AP. That's UHSR 25AP. And that will get you that 25% discount. Well, it looks like we're out of time again. I just hope that you have a new understanding of the far-reaching effects of fluid and ear infections. Please stay tuned to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, where you will receive more Brain Coach tips to make life and learning easier. Next week, we'll talk about a new label that's being put out there on children. It's CAPD. It stands for Central Auditory Processing Disorder. 
I will be able to go into more of the effects of the auditory processing and how you can fix this, even get that label removed. Because if, if it's a symptomatic label, and if you fix the reason why those symptoms are happening, then you don't have the label anymore. You might even be surprised at how much of the child's functional ability is negatively affected by low auditory processing. In the meantime, please visit our sponsor, LittleGiantSteps.com. They are dedicated to equipping you as a parent so that your child can make the progress you are looking for. I also want to encourage you to take in more of the previous podcasts that can help you understand your children better, whether they are typically developing, gifted, or struggling learners. Remember, neurodevelopment is a dynamic approach to life at any age. So think differently. The solution is not in the problem. Until next week, it's the Brain Coach signing off. Thank you for your time and attention. We hope and pray you'll return next week for another session with Dr. Jan Bedell, the Brain Coach. The ND Approach for Life is a proven program to increase learning performance naturally. Little Giant Steps is there for you. If you have questions for the Brain Coach to incorporate skills and techniques taught in our podcast, please email cj at littlegiantsteps.com. That's C as in cat, J as in joy, at littlegiantsteps, all one word, dot com. So until next time, may the good Lord bless and keep you. Thank you.